Yay. We have a Netflix star on the show. That's all I'm going to say. Two times. I'm very honored he's here. We've had this flair on the show, but uh, I just have to say that uh, due to his popularity, he tends to choose what time he rolls into the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell you three o'clock, but then you come three o seven. But it's okay, it's fine, it's fine because you are two time Netflix special, Doctor Jason Leung. Uh, for all the listeners out there, I have to say that uh, Jin is very patient uh, because <laughs> actually, uh, behind the scenes, uh, I actually requested to be on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to, pro- to promote my Netflix special. That's the so only- I asked him to have me on and I came late. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. It's all right. Because when there's something on Netflix, I can ride on Jason's popularity while you still can. Mm. Yeah. See, it's always a business investment that I have to make. Just in case you become Hollywood famous, I can say, haha, I've had him on my show. Yes. More than twice. Yes, yes, yes. If 30 years from now I become super duper famous, then Gene will collect. Lah. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will. Yeah. yeah. I, but but not, on, not, 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 not in the benefit of you, lah, the benefit oh. of me. Yes, yeah, yes, of yes. course. I mean. And uh, so, for those of you who don't know, I walked into Gene's uh, studio, and to walk into Gene's studio, you have to bypass his office. <laughs> His office is like, there are like 100 people, <laughs> minions <laughs> making money for him. You know, he does r- videos, campaigns, and everything. He's like the top of the social influencer marketing game. And not once has Jin hired me to do anything for him. Okay. I like to say, I see, the thing mm. is, I cannot use the excuse of Jason Leung's expensive because Jason Leung said that price is never the issue over here. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's the, the, the issue is nobody likes me enough. Like. <laughs> To be on your or to be on the campaigns. Okay, great. Thanks, man. I'm so glad I came on this podcast. Okay, we are just. Put the- <laughs> oh, hey, you are the first Malaysian to have two Netflix specials on for stand-up comedy in Malaysia. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a bit nebulous that title because I am the first from the Southeast Asian comedy circuit. Ah. Uh, but actually, Ronnie, if you want to be technical, Ronnie Chang is Malaysian. Yep. Uh, still, apparently, mm-hmm. allegedly. And he has, <laughs> he has uh, two specials on Netflix. One is Asian Comedian Destroys America and last year, uh, Speak Easy. Yeah. So he technically has two, but you know, I, I would like to think that we are, we come from... So you think you're Ronnie Chang now? La? No, no, no. no, no <laughs> I wish I was Ronnie Chang. Yeah, we all uh, wish we were Ronnie yeah. Chang. <laughs> Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hope you're listening. Yeah. Uh, I heard your friends were Ronnie. Yeah, 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 I mean, no, we, we we came from two different comedy scenes. Like he, yeah, yeah. he cut his teeth in Melbourne, uh, and then now he's in uh, Hollywood. And I've I've always been performing in mostly Malaysia, you know. But I'm I'm trying to expand to other countries, of course. But it's two different things, you know. Like if yeah. you watch the comedy scene in America versus here, it's very different. Our scene here is still growing, whereas the comedy scene in America is is I would say very matured. Yeah. Very savvy audience that we have. So we're still trying to educate our audience. So it's very different. Yeah, over here, I mean like of course like lately you set up comedians have to be a bit careful because apparently, huh, mm. apparently you can't simply joke about things. I mean we could always we, we always couldn't simply joke about things. Yes, in Malaysia. Yes, yes. Uh, I've spoken this many times, like we are the unspoken four R's that we cannot touch upon. Yes. Especially in media and of course public in public speech like uh 
Four R's are royalty, Rosma, <laughs> race, and religion. Now it sounds like a joke, but this was really the un- unwritten rule back in the day. Uh, but now you know, I don't joke about Rosma anymore. Yeah, uh, I don't joke about. Ro- I've never ever joked about uh, <laughs> royalty. I have mm-hmm. no jokes about religion or, or race. Yeah, because you know, I, I, we we talk about race quite a lot. Yeah, but apart from that, yeah, it's the since last year when my friend Rizal got arrested, crack house was shut down. Uh, the morale has gone down. We are a bit careful now, but the essence of stand-up comedy is still there, and a lot of people are coming out to support. A lot more people are coming out to support stand-up comedy because you never know when it might be taken away from you. Oh yeah, yeah. true. But then again, I I, I believe that all stand-up comedians now are more smarter with their jokes. Oh yeah, I I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about smarter because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some really shit ones. Uh, <laughs> hey, stop talking about yourself, like Jason. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> shit, shit, flick special. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, are, we have to be. I, I have to get. We have to be a bit more smarter. Whether or not we are smarter is a totally different thing. Um, but I think the silver lining is that now more people are taking upon themselves to do more sh- individual stand-up comedy. Yeah, shows. actually, there's a lot more shows being promoted online these days because yeah. I see a lot of ads. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So it means that people are, they stop relying on Crackhouse and yeah. yeah uh, doing their own shows because yeah, it's in different shows. different places. Uh, pop up shows, yeah. uh, pop up shows, mm-hmm. and which is cool. And uh, um, obviously, I know for a fact that every in Malaysia, every uh, dinner company dinner will always have stand up comedies. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the interestingly in Malaysia uh, corporate events they we they they like to hire stand up comedians because. Mm-hmm. The best synchronized drinking, by the way. Yes, exactly. Both of us taking a sip of this bottle over here, which is not sponsored by Spritzer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. Sponsored. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Not, not sponsored by Spritzer. Yeah, but, but maybe if the more we do this, ah, ah. Spritzer may want to sponsor. Ah. Exactly. So if uh, if Spritzer would like to sponsor Jason Long, can you please go through my company? Yeah. Then at least I have a reason I, I, to hire no, no, you. No, and then I don't know Spritzer sponsor podcast, and then the podcast he won't get me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get other people. No, Jason will charge me. <laughs> His price, I will mark up 400%. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. I think we're being transparent. Transparency is all... Very good. Important. It's, bo- it's important. New, ah. new government, transparency is always good. And if, <clears throat> if Jin hires me, it's okay because Jin is not my father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Okay, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stupid. No, no but uh, where were we? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I what, what, what are we talking about? I don't know. I'm looking at our producer. What the hell are we talking about just now? Oh, crack house! Yeah, it's not only crack house that you know pop up, uh, pop ups and oh, stuff. Oh no, no it's, uh, corporate events. Ah, yeah, corporate uh, events. Yes, always like uh, corporate events. Are always like stand up comedians because number one, we are actually very easy to manage. We're yeah. just one person. Yeah, logistically, there's no there's no band or uh, there's no mu- moving of musical equipments. Our rehearsals are much easier. But having said that, if the crowd is good and the stand up comedian is on form, yep, the whole night will be memorable by. The stand-up comedian. People go, hey, remember the annual dinner last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one, remember when you got Jason or the, the one where you got uh, Harry, the one you got Douglas? Uh, uh, the one where they made fun of you when yeah, you were yeah, laughing exactly. so loud. Yeah. They, they remember the event based on the stand-up comedian's performance. So it's uh, very... L- it says the energy, in my honest opinion. Yeah. People, because they, uh, I think stand-up comedians are never the end of the corporate dinner. They're always the like once the first second meal, boom, hey, surprise, we got this guy. Yeah, the strategy is always before the lucky draw. Oh. <laughs> because people leave during the lucky draw. So like Unless uh, of course you're giving out uh, you know, a very luxurious price, then people will stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people don't stay, man. <laughs> uh, I, I recently I was uh 
due to give a speech, not not perform, but due give give a speech at a friend's wedding. Uh-huh. And for some reason, they decided it was a good idea to put me at the very last, <laughs> right? And but the the groom speech was in the middle, and he 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 gave a wonderful thirty minute speech about his life and his friends, and it was very moving. It was mm-hmm. awesome, and I thought like I should have gone before him because after this, no one cares anymore. Oh shit! And true enough, when he gave the speech, half the people left. Fuck. Yeah. I so, thought. So, so, I thought. So no matter how great or funny or the stand up comedian is, you must always put him or her before the main event. At a, in a wedding, it's before the groom speech or the, the bride speech. At any other event, is before the lucky draw. Right. You put anyone after lucky draw, nobody cares. If you, you can put, you can put Jesus himself <laughs> after the lucky draw, the second coming, no <laughs> one cares. People go back home because why jam later. So no, no, it's okay, but because you know you can reach Jesus anywhere. You <laughs> <laughs> no, but so he comes back again. You know, in, in form, he comes back again. <laughs> the event that everyone's waiting for, he decides to come back again. You know, at uh, this bank's annual dinner. <laughs> 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 Sheraton or whatever and they're there uh, no my, uh, lucky to, I, I win prize I go home that's it yeah. in Malay, you, you can put anyone lose to Malaysians after a lucky draw yeah hey mm. but not bad uh. I should say that if I could be a stand up comedian I want to because you know why I was uh, hosting a dinner that night as a host you you're get the MC ho- yeah I was the MC you still do MC I don't but you know uh, so due to special requests which means sucking to the sucking up to the client so ah. that he give me more jobs right I do some corporate events you, uh, you, you pick and choose which is good lah yeah you, 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 it's, it's, it's a good it's a good position to take to pick and choose because unlike some sometimes I end up taking all the gigs which <laughs> is bad I should pick and choose so anyway you're saying yeah and it's like okay, you host a, a a gig, a corporate gig. It's great. You get the whole night. Nice, yeah, nice, you know, you set the energy, whatever. Not. And then I, I, there was one corporate gig I was hosting, and I, I bumped to Douglas Lim. And I was like, Oh, hey, Douglas, how are you, man? Long time no see, whatever. Not. And then he's like, Hey, bro, uh, whatever it is, uh, his manager lah, give it to me. Whatever it is, he must finish by nine seventeen. Hilarious. Nine seventeen, he's <laughs> off stage. Then I'm like, Oh wow, uh, what if we, we basically a bit like you know nine eighteen? No, nine seventeen off stage. <laughs> Then I'm like, no problem. And he went up there, he performed, killed the crowd and killed everything, it, yeah. killed it, 9.17, boom, he was off stage. Right, right, right. And I was like, wow, not bad, man, you know. And but he did, he did his full set. He did his, he did his full set. Then I was like, wow, what, what's up, man? Good, congrats, nice, uh, nice one, you know. What's up, going home? No, I'm going to my next one. I'm yeah, like, baby. Holy shit. I was like, yeah. how many you have tonight? Three. I was like, Woo! oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, um, Sometimes that happens. Uh, we 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 call it. You know, we have to play tango. We get two clients at, at the same night. It happens. So I think and and for stand up comedians in Malaysia, it becomes very lucrative. Yeah. Because you earn a lot in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. and then you can do like you said, uh, once or twice a night, which is, which is, which is great money, and you can pay your bills. Um, I, I've had it done. I've done it before. Where you have to do like you, you do sound check at venue A. Yeah. Then you go to venue B, and mm. then venue B's show starts first. Then you can you have to rush back. I I had to take like grab or I've huh. I, that's the only time I valet park. <laughs> <laughs> How much you pay me today? Okay, enough to valet park. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And I because if I if I if I miss the gig, I lose a lot more. So, <laughs> um, but but having said that, although it's lucrative, what is important to know for for any stand up comedian is like you cannot just do that. Yeah. You have to. Write your write new jokes, write new material, tour, put yourself out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. and continue doing the art for the art for the sake of the art, not just for the sake of the money. Yep. If you do it just for the sake of money, right? Guess what? You will never become better to make more money. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you will never be. You, there's a shelf life, lah. Yeah, yeah. There's a shelf life, and then if you don't, I mean, even when it comes to what do you do, like production or YouTube, whatever. If you don't upskill yourself, you don't learn new skills, you don't keep up to date. 
you're gonna fall off the the you're gonna fall off the ladder fall off the ladder. So you gotta keep climbing, gotta keep doing shows, new shows, new jokes, new hours, new specials. That that's the name of the game. Yeah, government contracts and you know. <laughs> <laughs> No no but see get the government contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also do other stuff for for, for the sake of art lah. Yeah, sub know? it out, you know, and then you just <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, 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 no. Sub it out to a skill. No, I'm kidding. All jokes here. <laughs> All jokes lah. You see, when, jokes you have, la. when you have a stand-up comedian on the show, you always have this pressure to be funny because every laugh that comes out from the stand-up comedian as as we speak right here, Jason Leong, it's a, it's assurance that to me that I'm quite funny. No, but I think I think you do have some comedic chops. You have a... You mean your video started... Comedy Shut up lah. I asked you one night. Hey, do you think I can be a stand-up comedian? Your answer, please don't. Ah, see. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so I did say that. So, I mean... Uh, I I've always thought you had comedic chops because you, you your video you, you started YouTubing funny what funny funny videos right yeah so, but the thing is it's just because my face is funny yes that too that helps <laughs> that helps <laughs> no that helps so I always thought that so he once Jin once asked me hey uh, should I should what do you, what's the exact question can, I said, hey do you think can I, I or be can I should should I or can I be a stand up comedian yeah because okay let backstory a bit after Jason told me uh, how he made forty nine million yeah just on six shows internationally I said hey I want it in. I was like, how can I be a stand-up comedian? And then next question, do you think I have what it takes to be a stand-up comedian? And his reply was, please don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I said, don't. I said, you, I didn't say you don't have talent. <laughs> don't lah. I mean, bro, he's really making so much money elsewhere. <laughs> Enough lah. Leave this. Stay in your lane lah. Leave this. <laughs> leave this to us lah. What bullshit? He's like, oh, the back. Like, Hi, I would like to grow the stand-up comedic scene. Hey, Jason, you think I can be one of the actually Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> fuck you. That's true. Then, don't eat the pie, okay? <laughs> the pie is mine. No, no, we are growing the pie for <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's funny. Like we put it in this layer. <laughs> Grow the comedy scene. Fuck you, Jin. Don't. Hey, but um, it, it's it's quite surreal to for you. Like one day I'm messaging him, and this is no joke. Uh, I will be talking to him one day and say, "Oh, I'm having a show in Penang," and then the next day you're flying to UK. And right. then the next day you'll uh-huh. be in Indonesia, and then yeah. the next day you'll be in Singapore. What the hell is going on? Oh yeah, so I'm just trying to uh, tour in other countries, uh, bit by bit. You know, um, my heroes in comedy, like like Ronnie. Yeah, like he he tours extensively. Uh, it's a great kind of life to have to tour around the world. It's like a rock star, rock star gig, ah. In a way, like in a way, I mean, I mean, rock stars sell out stadiums. Yeah, but but, but you know, people like Ronnie are on the way there. Uh, Nigel Ng's on the way there. You know, he said he he just recently. Concluded okay, sorry, Jason's just trying to be very humble. He sold out Esplanade Singapore. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's not yeah, about yeah. selling out Esplanade Singapore. Can you imagine the amount of Malaysians that had to pay three times the price to watch Jason Leong in Singapore? Esplanade. Yeah, there are yeah. a lot of them there. Hey, congratulations, by oh, the way. Thank you. I love this uh, sound prompt. <laughs> um, yeah. So, touring overseas is like I said like, you know, a good way to put yourself out of the comfort zone mm-hmm. um, and I, I want to do that more often now you know and you mentioned corporate gigs earlier and it, it uh, corporate gigs has always been the main source of, source of my comedy income yeah but this year I want to make touring the biggest source of my income as an artist uh? as an artist so that, so that I don't have to rely on corporate gigs so that I can pick and choose if I want you know I don't want to just be in a position where I do corporate gigs still I'm 50 years old oh. you know I want to do other things do 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 art for art and if I get paid well then yes you know I'd love to get paid well for for doing art but what I realised also right because I've been following for so many years your jokes have also changed because it was a lot more local 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say, let's just rewind back at least three, just three years. Uh, three years to three, four years. Your jokes are a little bit more local. Yes, yes, yes. But then when your first comedy special came out on yes, Netflix, yes, yes, yes. <coughs> I've seen the set before. Yes. But the thing was, when it was edited for Netflix, it was more international appeal. Different. It, it was in a way different. I was like, oh. Yeah. And uh, so this next new Netflix special, uh-huh. is it more Malaysian flavor or more international flavor? Ah, so for, okay, rewind back. The first Netflix special, Hashtag Blast, I made a very conscious decision that all the jokes from A to Z, you yep. don't have to be Malaysian yep. to really get it. Right. Okay. Um, f- for Ride With Caution, uh, there are some bits and pieces where you would and un- you would laugh a bit harder if you're Malaysian or say Singaporean. Yep. But you still don't have to be Malaysian or Singaporean to get it. You know, uh, like there's a bit where I talk about the differences between Malaysia and Singapore politics and everything. Of course, you, if you know Malaysia, yeah, on Singapore you uh, like it better. Yes. But the way I've set up the joke is you already know that there's a power difference between Singapore and Malaysia. Yeah, and politicians in general. Yeah. So there's the it's a skill that comes along where you you appeal to a wider audience, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the danger is that you become too wide that you don't really make anyone ha- anyone happy. Right, You try right, and please right. everyone, you make no one happy. Ah. Uh, so, 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 so as time goes on and as I become more known, I can take a bit of a risk. More famous. Yeah. I can, <laughs> I can take a bigger risk. I can, okay. I can be a bit more self-indulgent and talk about Malaysia. And they may not be Malaysians, but they will follow me on the ride. Right. Because as long as I explain, uh, explain a little bit, they will be, they will be roped in, You know. I kind I kind of feel that. Okay, so Ronnie is Malaysian, yeah. but you know his jokes are very skewed towards the American people. Mm, yeah, yeah. He 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 has a very how to say a Western, I'll say Western point of view. Yeah. Of things, but he also comes from his own lived experiences, his own upbringing. The best thing about Ronnie's material is that he, he has this ability to make his set very, very current. Mm. Very, very in this year, what are people talking about? And he's going to make fun of that in his set. So it's very fresh, very very trending, very very relevant, very current. Yeah. So I like his shows. Like If you watch uh, Speakeasy, it's very 2022. Where are very and very in that moment, <coughs> in that year, you know, it it sums up the year very nicely. So I I that that that's a big strength. Like, whereas I think for me, right, with caution, not really um uh that current, but it's something that uh, I'm very proud of because it's the funniest things that I've thought of in that year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funniest shows, uh the funniest jokes that I've come up with in the last two thousand one, two thousand twenty one and two thousand twenty two. So Yeah, mm-hmm. during time when you all stuck at home, huh? Yeah, but hey, so like this is your special, okay? So a, a lot of people tend to over. Uh, uh, okay, so I know the stand-up comic fans will know the thought process and the build-up into basically producing a show or going uh-huh. on tour. Mm-hmm. But for those who don't know, mm. how long did it take you to basically film this? Oh, film this. I mean, I mean oh, the lead-up to it. I know, no, no. So I started. I did my first one-hour show in December twenty twenty-one. Yep. That's the one you, you came for. Yeah. Then I I asked for a free ticket, you know, but idiot just sent me a link. <laughs> you results. see how you see how many people you have outside making money. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> Enough, uh. That's okay, but you see, uh that's what, what I'm trying to say is uh friends support friends. Yes. 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 And I asked him to bring his whole office to come. Yeah. He brought himself. <laughs> it's a true story. It's a true story. Anyway, so <laughs> I started writing the jokes maybe like uh, June, July 2021. Then I did the first one-hour show in December 2021. 
then 2022 I started touring like you know Penang yeah. uh, I did Australian circuit then London Singapore Kuching Indonesia so like uh, and, and and we taped it in in, in Esplanade so I would say um, the lead up is about let's call it a year lah oh wow a year to you know and like for my next special yeah so I started writing new jokes in September last year oh wow and open micing right right and if I'm going to tape it it's going to be taped in uh, July this year. Oh wow! So July plus September. So that's <coughs> almost almost uh, almost uh, every year like one special. Like, yeah. Damn. The 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 profession the pros the pros in developed markets do it one new special every year. Oh really? Mm. So mm. okay. So mm. you, that's you, how you build. Their, that's how they build such a big fan base. And you know, like in in America, once you have a good one hour, let's say, yeah, right, you can tour all fifty two states. Yeah. Right, and each state has. Two, two cities, three cities. Yeah, your your whole year is done. Damn. Right. I just saw Nigel uh, wrap up his tour. And there was what one hundred ninety, one hundred nine cities. One hundred forty nine shows in. Jesus. Yeah. So I was trying to do that's like one hundred fifty shows, right? Like if if you do that in a year, yeah, that's a show. Uh, what that's a show every three days. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he does it. He does that. No, no, that's a show every no every Every day. day. Yeah, show every other. But he did over two years, lah. But. Insane. 14 months he did it. My God. And I, I was like, whoa, how does he do that and do the YouTube channel? He's still doing, you know, normally when people go on tour, like singers, you, mm. they'll be completely silent of social media. They just tour. Because too busy. Like. Yeah, too busy. But he does that and does YouTube. Mm. So when I saw him, like, you know, when I saw him post 149 shows, straight away, the Chinese in me took out my calculator. <laughs> and how much money and he's and made? Ah, I was like, whoa. I, I like your honesty because I also, I also took out my calculator. Yeah, I, think we, I think we took out the calculator at the same time. Probably, I mean, yeah. And we calculated the same <laughs> And then when the calculator could not fit the zeros, yeah. like, what? Z by this fucker, you know. And we always like to assume the ceiling. And then even though we were like, okay, I know he, you, you, you doubt him. He's like, nah, lah, he couldn't make that much. And then you go to the bottom, bottom floor of how much he could possibly make. I'm like, wow. And and don't forget, uh, discounting his, you know, YouTube revenue. Yeah. He also sells merch. Yeah. Yeah, and and the thing is, when I see people like Nigel, and I go, okay, I wanna, I wanna work towards that because yeah. I feel. There is nothing better in life than touring, doing stand up, and and making a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's the that's the that's the best life I can imagine. You know. Uh, yeah, I I still gotta give it to him though. Very humble guy. He's so nice. Yeah. He's just, the 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 best guys, are the humblest. Yeah. Yeah. Myself, I am very humble. I when it comes to humility, I'm the best. A bastard. Don't don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> For more jokes like this, uh, watch my Netflix special. <laughs> Very good writing. Right. Hey, what was your previous? <laughs> uh, sorry. So the last, uh, the last uh, special was hashtag blessed, mm. and then I think that 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 uh, hashtag or that uh, term came out of how uh, you were making fun of uh, these people taking their pictures of their plane tickets, but in the background it's a business class yes, seat, and yes. then you know they they try to be humble but not. Yeah, hashtag blessed. They're actually not trying to be humble. They are bragging. <laughs> but they just couch they couch it in pretensions of humility. Let's let's be politically correct so on how I can yeah. show my business class. I, I, seat. Re- I really hate people who show off. I'm I'm being honest now. I hate people who show off. I hate them the most. And I think uh people who nowadays, you know, I it's not I didn't touch upon this in hashtag blessed, but you know how like oh they, the guy will take a photo of like from while he's driving. But the photo of the steering wheel 
and then the and then like he he wears like a Rolex, yeah, and then the car is like a Mercedes. But you can see the entire photo is the Mercedes logo, <laughs> the Rolex, and then a bit of the road. Are you to this so jam, man? Like go fuck yourself. I hope, I hope your car crashes. You know, like I I don't like people who show off. That, that's just I, I I just can't stand it. I I really can't stand it. <laughs> and and this time, okay. Uh, if you don't see on, uh, well, obviously, if you're listening to uh, do this show on Spotify, you you can't see. But I'm actually wearing uh, Jason's PR kit. Yes. I was contemplating on whether I should go all full on uh, skin suit today, but then I didn't want you to basically come in and walk out the door. <laughs> <laughs> no no no. So. <coughs> So what Jin is wearing is my, my PR kit, and it's basically a bicycle helmet, and with some stickers on it like "Ride with Caution" on Netflix, and then there's a warning label that says uh, "Warning, my skull may be hollow," and another one that says "I cycle because I have no friends." Uh, see, okay, this is where I have to correct you. This helmet over here does not quite look like a helmet that the cyclists wear, lah. Okay, what, what 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 do cyclists wear? Something a little bit more aero, lah. Yeah, and this one looks more like a skateboard helmet. Can be, can be okay lah. This one can be a commuter bike bicycle helmet, ah, uh, because it goes slow. I see. But uh. if you are going really fast, uh, you will buy the more expensive ones. I see. How how expensive are the helmets? I think like one helmet could go up to maybe thousand five, thousand six. Thousand five ringgit. Okay. Yeah. How how expensive are the bicycles? The bicycle, <laughs> the bicycles, okay, can go from two thousand ringgit, all the way to seventy thousand ringgit. Seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I mentioned that I hate people like to show off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love it when I when the producer is laughing. I love it lah. Shut up lah, no I fucking. Lo- I, love he, when, <laughs> I love it when he's laughing. Uh, no, because nowadays there are a lot of people like to show off how much money they have, but it's a different way now. Now it's by cycling. <laughs> you know, like cycling and the the bikes the bikes are eighty whatever fifty thousand ringgit and uh, expensive suits and everything and and the, the, that's why I make fun of them like because they are trying to show off. <laughs> and, but what is <laughs> what what no that is the funny part. That is the eh, Jason I'm making fun of them. Underlying that is the serious and personal what's the word worry at my friends like like Jean over here <laughs> who cycle and they don't realize. You don't realize how dangerous it is. I know, I, I know the dangers of cycling. <clears throat> ah, that's for sure. Mm. Obviously, open road cycling, you are at the mercy of uh, Malaysian drivers. Yes. Uh, so you don't do open road cycling. I don't do open road cycling. Where where where, where do you cycle? The motorbike lane. <laughs> <laughs> it's safer. The motor motorists are a lot more cautiously aggressive than Malaysian motor car drivers. You mean, you mean the motorbike riders? Yeah, motorbike are riders, more yes. cautiously yeah. aggressive. Yes. Right. But you see, you don't cycle open road. I don't cycle. Okay. Like, I cycle in my neighborhood, that's for one. Okay, that's fine. Okay. I cycle in the kampong roads when we are in a group. So you're going to harm the chickens? Sometimes the goats. Yes. And, and you say. No joke, I actually oh, almost ran into a cow. <laughs> no, really, no joke. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> no, serious, serious. <laughs> Imagine the cow's day. He's like eating grass, and then this fucking Chinese bastard on a cyclist <laughs> cycle comes. What? Yeah. What I, I freaked out lah, because the cow was minding his own business, eating grass on the As left side. As cows do. Yeah, and then the thing is, the fast, the, the fastest I can go is maybe thirty kilometers per hour or forty kilometers per hour, right? You may think it's ah nothing lah, because you drive in a car it's slow. Actually, for a cyclist, it's actually damn fast. Mm. I don't know why. For some reason, I think because of the flashing light, the cow just got up and decided to cross the road in the in the speed of light. 
so inconsiderate uh, the cow. But because of the equipment that I had and that I trusted and with the helmet that is very similar <laughs> to what you gave me, I was safe. Right. Yes. You know what would be safer or not? What? Don't cycle. Hey, don't lah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so you say you don't cycle open roads. Yes. So the bike, motorbike lane that you cycle on, is it like a special lane that only is accessed by b- motorbikes? Y- uh, see, this uh, I cycle at GCE. I don't know why, for some reason, even the motorbikes don't cycle in the motorbike lane. They uh-huh. cycle on the main road. So the, the cars cannot just ram, ram, ram into you? Oh, right? cannot, cannot. There's a divider. But the thing, not saying that the car will be stopped by the divider, it's just safer lah. So I like I like I like to <laughs> I like to be safe because when I first got my bike the first month I crashed it once. And yeah, yeah, but 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 it was not due to my negligence. It was the act of God. Meaning? It was raining. And you still cycle lah. Yeah, because you know, it's quite adventurous lah, you know, when you cycle with raindrops coming in your face and then there's adrenaline. <sighs> <laughs> okay, sorry. There's no way I'm doing justice to try and save the cycling community, but no. Okay, <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, uh, so, so I, I do the show, right? Uh, spoiler alert. So I shit on this kind of cyclist a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. And then sometimes, sometimes, like you see a bunch of friends, like <laughs> like in sitting, like sh- watching, and then like <laughs> they, they point to one guy. Clearly, he's a cyclist himself. Yeah. And then after the show, like in Melbourne, one guy came out and he said, and he said he came out. I'm, and he goes something along the lines of, don't trust me, I'm a pathological cyclist or something like that. Uh-huh. But he's a cy- he, he wore that exact shirt to game. He had no idea that I was going to talk about it. And he was, just, and he was cool. Lah. I yep. think the, the weird things... Pe- and here's the thing, here's the thing, right? So last time in my special, I was shitting on people who like to show off their business class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Problem is, my fans don't know or think that I'm really serious. Yeah. They think I'm making fun for fun. See, even though I clearly, like in the special, I say, I wish these people will show off. I hope the plane crashes and only they die. <laughs> That's what I said, right? But they think that I'm being poking fun. So now they, they still like AJ said, like they show off their flights and then AJ said, attack me. Like, I, I wish you die. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are showing off. Hey, but uh, a friend of a mutual friend of ours, uh, he was. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna. De- I won't say the name. I'll describe the photo. Okay, uh, the photo is of him clearly taken by someone else. Yep. In a first class or business class flight, where you know he's curled up in his bed, watching TV. Uh huh. His he, his hands are in the photo, so he's not holding the camera. Yep. Someone else took the photo of him curled up in business class. Yep. He takes the photo and then he uploads it. Uh, something like uh, so cool. Whatever like, I can't remember the caption, right? And then some they they start like. His friends start to shit on him, like hey, yeah. hashtag black, hashtag black, blah, blah. and then and then then he texts me. He said, "You know, I always post photos of my flights, and no problem until Jason Leong me came up with the jokes. With the jokes, right? He texts me. So then, how ah? Uh? Then I said, just stop doing it, lah. Like. Yeah. Stop showing off. <laughs> stop it. Why? Why? <sighs> ah, it's so. It's... And now, now, after people have uh, watched me live. Cheating on cyclists. Yep. They don't stop. They go like they 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 cycle. Jason, you want to join us? And I'm like, yeah. I think every time I cycle past Jason's house, I'll send a photo. Yeah, Hi. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. I take a selfie. Say, hey man, right in front. He, he does. He's in front in front of my my uh, condo. Like, yeah. Hey, Jason, want to join us? Like, no, I wish you. He's like, I wish you die. No, stop. Like, please die. Uh, he's like, please stop. Please stop. I always say, please stop. But you should try. You should try cycling once. For PR purposes, for your Netflix special, you should go out with a group of riders and experience what it's like to cycle. I I I, I kind of know what it's what it's like to cycle. Oh, you tried before? 
No, I cycle. Okay, in Dublin, uh-huh. I actually got around with the bike. Okay. Yeah, but but I that's w- a different bike though. That's like a commute bike, lah. That's like a, we call it the, like it's like a more like a mountain bike. I oh. I bought the bike off someone secondhand for ninety euros. Oh wow! Yeah, and then I had a helmet and everything, and it was uh, and I cycled in Dublin, so it was quite safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's different from the cycling now, lah, because uh, that was very. Utility cycling. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to now, this is just showing off cycling. It's a uh, competitive cycling. Huh? No, it's competitive. Yeah, ex- sometimes. Uh, sometimes. To see uh, who can get injured faster. No, 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 no. Okay, this is where I need okay, to okay, protect okay. cyclists a bit. Yes, 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 yes. So I, I started cycling because I had a knee injury. I remember I was talking to you saying that, hey, uh, I got this pain that lasted for six months. I remember. Should I be worried about it? Mm. And you'd be like, oh, Jason. <laughs> it's so funny that Jason had, okay, he's, he's a doctor by profession, but he hasn't practiced for a while. But still, I will go to him. And ask him questions with the risk of getting shit on mm. so then what for advice. Oh. So he's like, okay, I think you better go get it checked. Uh-huh. So true enough, I uh, went to get checked. Uh-huh. Doctor said, uh, I think I can't remember what a bone specialist is called. Is it a... Orto- bo- orthopedic Orthopedic. Yeah. I was about to say boner. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, then he told me that, okay, running, jogging is an impact sport. And I'm like, yeah. how is it yep. an impact sport? Yep, yep, yep. So he explains, okay. la, the knee knocked to each other, blah, 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 on a long uh, motion... Uh, monotonous motion, it, oh, they will be wear and tear. Yes. Fair enough. Then after that, uh, then I told him that, look, uh, I'm trying to lose weight. I was 92 kilos. You look good now, by the way. Can thank I just you. Say? Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you're now 80. <laughs> I, okay. So I was 92. Yes. I went all the way down to 82. I lost 10 kilos. And now for some reason, I am hovering between 85, 87. Oh, you look great, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But then again, you didn't look bad at 92 because you're a tall fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look bad at 92. No, that's the thing. Everybody kept thinking that just because, okay, you think you're overweight, maybe you're 92, but everybody will give you the excuse of, hey, it's okay while well, you're tall. Mm. So I learned it the hard way because I went for a full body checkup before getting the vaccine and the, and the person who was attending to me looked at me and laughed. <laughs> you might want to lose some weight. What a bastard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, j- jokingly, la. I'm like, oh, why? Uh, I'm not tall, man. Tall enough. I'm tall. I'm okay. Are you going to say like, oh, it's okay because you're tall? I was like, no, you, you can't. Then he set me down, uh. showed me my cholesterol. And then I sent Jason Leong my entire, <laughs> my full body checkup and, you know, and he's like, oh yeah, your cholesterol is a little bit high yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. Now, now lower. Ah, it's, it's, it's lower. Then um, I got a little bit worried because my mom's diabetic. And then when you have all these uh, aunties and all, oh, yo, you know, your mom's diabetic, you have to be careful and stuff like that. And then... Uh, a couple with all everybody getting COVID and then the people who are diabetic who are at higher risk heart disease whatever not scared me a little bit you know yeah, why yeah, Be- yeah. and we'll stick you the same as well it's because we became fathers yes and, and, and then we had friends our age who had heart attacks yes exactly and I think believe one or two one of your friends yeah, passed or passed, yeah yeah so so I mean one will always yep, yep, yep. Be a little bit more cautious, worried. Yep. So that's why I, like, I made a very uh, cautious decision to, all right, you know what? Whatever it is, I'm going to do what it takes to lose weight. Yep. Then I got a call from Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Jared is our mutual friend, Jared and Marianne. And Jared said, hey, what's that girl? I was like, oh, yeah. He said it in the exact tone. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's that girl? Not? <laughs> then I'm like, oh, I, I actually, okay. So before I started cycling, I used to look at it as a rich man's sport. Yeah, because uh, apparently the bikes are not expensive but again they are cheap bikes one doesn't necessarily have to go buy a $70,000 bike just to be fast okay I agree how much is your bike <laughs> my bike is about maybe about all I spend on is about 30000 okay yeah mm. <laughs> quite, quite quite expensive huh? <clears throat> Right, ah, 30,000 is the entire starting salary of a uh, new grad. Uh. Ah, yeah. So anyways, <laughs> back to uh, Jared. 
So what we did was uh, we bought a cheap bike for like thousand five, a China made bike, and we. Are you serious? Yeah, you yeah, a yeah. Thousand five China. Okay. Yeah, okay, and then okay. we started uh, a carbon also. Okay. Okay, okay. And then we started uh, sharing it. It's like the village bicycle. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. So there's a group of four, five of us. Okay, and then there's always a spare bike. The I spare see. bike is used to kind of poison everybody else. Right, and right, I tried right. it the first time. Oh, my ass. See, the spare bike is to invite people to come along. Ah right, yes, right, yes. Right, right. So my ass hurt like hell. Yes. And uh, the first after the first time, I was like, oh my back pain, neck pain, everything pain, you know. And in my in my mind, I was like, what the hell? Uh, it's like where was cycling like when I was a kid yes, when yes, I cycled yes, a mountain yes. bike it's fun exactly this yeah. is yeah, pain yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then you be like fuck lah I don't want to do this uh. what the hell do I okay, why okay, am I okay. paying gonna invest yes, enough yes, money yes, to yes, do this yes, and yeah, j- yeah. Uh, then you go to a bike shop it's like it's normal it means your body is adapting to the bike fair enough okay I'm cool sure, yeah. then I went for the second ride sure enough yes. no more pain right, my right, butt right. is still pain right, but my right, back no more pain right then I said shit this is quite fun lah is it is, is, you, you, the, 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 is it because like the the whole bike frame is very rigid? There's no suspension. That's why you get okay. So last time the bikes we got be a suspension. So uh, okay, the suspension one is is mountain bikes. The road oh. bikes they were talking about is more okay. Uh, how rigid? Okay, the more money you pay, the more rigid the bike is. Oh, okay. How carbon fiber lah? Different grade of carbon fibers. Uh, why do people want more rigid bikes so that your power transfer of your legs too? Pedal ah. is more precise. How precise? But it's to normal recreational ah, cyclists, right, it doesn't right. matter. To the pros, every second counts to win millions of dollars. Right. So uh, then I, the, the thing is, the reason why I got so addicted to it was not of the fact that it was uh, like a flashing statement that, oh shit, I'm rich. When we r- rode around in that village bicycle, that China bike, <laughs> When one day we started cycling and we finished 30 kilometers and we was drenched in sweat, we were on top of a bloody hill and we were like, wow, this was cool. Yeah. Let's be irresponsible now and spend more money. Right. <laughs> and that's where I think uh, I got my first bike. Nice. Uh, Jared bought his first bike and Jared, Jared crashed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's not back on the bike now. He's, he's, no, he is. He's, he's back on the bike. So yeah, he's, he's back on, on the bike. Have a his lesson. No lah. I mean, he, he, he has to go through trauma. He'll go through his trauma, he said. <laughs> his exact words. So when I started cycling, when I picked up a bike, back then it's apparently it's like buying a bike is like buying a Rolex, got waiting list one. I waited at least like five months, six months. I think because there's a shock, uh, supply shock. Yeah and Everyone wanted to buy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. When I got my bike, three months in, I lost ten kilos. Nice. And I felt great. Nice. And uh, I felt more confident. Then after that, I went to do a complete heart scan, everything. After picking up cycling, I became more conscious of my body. Mm. It's weird. I never thought of you as not confident. You said you, had, you were more confident after that. I never thought you were not confident. Oh, really? Yeah. You assume too much of Ah, me. I know. It's the facade you put up. <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. Everybody mm. puts up kind of a... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, but it's good. La. So now you cycle and then your knee, how? Uh, my knee, no more pain. No more pain. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's completely fine. And then uh, now my wife is contr- <laughs> do you, do, do you Do you... Watch videos where people complain about cyclists. Oh yeah, I do. There's one video which is really funny, you know. So this guy is a POV of a guy who has driven off the like, towards the side yeah. to let the cyclist pass by. Yep, yep. And the cyclist still knock into him. <laughs> Why are cyclists like this? Okay, this see, see, these are the one, two I won't say even say one percent. Maybe zero point zero 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 seven percent. Who gives give cyclists a bad, a bad name? Actually, to be honest, I don't even want to call myself a cyclist. Huh? I just do. Yeah. Recreational. Uh, re- re- recreational. Uh, 
Right. I, I, would, I would say I'm an irresponsible recreational cyclist. Irresponsible in the sense I spend too much money on a bike that doesn't make me go fast. I see. It's, <laughs> but it's just nice to have the bike. Man. It's not. It's like, how do I explain it? You know some people buy Harley Davidsons or they buy their the Honda. Yeah. yeah, or buy their Honda. Uh, Nissan Skyline. Ah, yeah. Buy their Honda Superbikes. And yeah. it got different, different grades. One. What, 150cc, 250cc, 300cc. Obviously, the, more, the higher the cc, the more expensive. Yeah. And then they go for their joy rides. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. In Malaysia, it's hilarious because everyone's hot and they're wearing jacket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you see, cyclists no jacket. See. Fact, no. <laughs> and I think I think every hobby sounds ri- looks ridiculous uh-huh. to the to people outside not not enjoy not not participating in the hobby. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So um, Jared and I have agreed to do whatever it takes to convert Jason Leon to a cyclist. I think that will never happen. <laughs> um. Yeah. There are many ways to to. Uh, to enjoy company of other men. Oh yeah, but like like your sport of hugging each other. Like jujitsu. Yeah, jujitsu. Uh, that, that, that's my game. Um, so okay, so now are you gonna buy new bikes? You gonna cycle? Oh, are you no, gonna, no, are you no, gonna no. planning? A, I know people like to plan convoy, like they want to cycle to, they want to cycle all the way to like Russia or something. Hey, or sometimes what? we cycle for a hundred k's and then we do it in a group of maybe four or five people. So I don't like to do. Okay, not that I don't one. like. I don't dare to ride with a group of forty people. Yeah, sounds dangerous. Yeah, it it it, it is because I did it once. Sorry, I did it twice. Twice there was a crash. And you, you cycle hundred kilometers. Do you then cycle hundred back? Oh, it's a uh, no lah. So it's fifty there, fifty back. Right. The most I've done is hundred twenty in one go. Do you think cyclists who cycle on the road they should pay road tax? No. Why? What do? <laughs> Why should cyclists pay road tax? Because you're using the road. I know. Mm. But you see, we are not in any way heavy enough to create a pothole. Fair enough. Ah, uh, nor are we, nor are we in some way emitting gas that would kill the environment. The only gas is the gas that comes out of my asshole. But that's, that's, that's okay. Oh, okay. That's okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah biodegradable. So you see, yeah. we, I, I don't think we have to pay road tax. That's fair enough. <laughs> the whole of Malaysia is not agreeing with you right now. Yeah, I know. But remember, remember, remember uh, who else? You know, I remember Kari Jamaluddin made cycling a bit popular. Yeah. Because during the MCO, he cycled. Yeah. Then, then, he, <laughs> then he knocked into a, he ran over a pothole. Yep. Then he fell down. Then yep. he, oh, you got scratched. And then after that, the pothole was fixed immediately. Yep. That's amazing. La. No uh, other, no one else has that power to fix Paul immediately. I think that was a PR stuff for one of the bike brands. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he crashed though. Yeah, he, uh, yeah of course he oh, was. But the bike was okay. The bike was okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, right. He's a politician, bro. He's an orchestrated crash. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Mm. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. 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 <laughs> 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 yeah, but so that's, that's interesting, you know. Uh, I wish all cyclists uh, the very best of luck and uh, hope you all don't get injured. But actually, I saw your set on, on how you sh- shared on cyclists. It's actually quite funny. I'm not going to lie. No, that's funny because and I hope it's good lah. Like it's so it's, it's just relatable because the thing is, I think what he talks about cyclists is just like the preliminaries a cyclist goes through before finding their true, like you know, uh, like when you get into a hobby, right? Yes. You don't expect how you uh, do this hobby the same as how other people do it. You'll find your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. But so. then, how do all these serious cyclists? What do they do when they lose all their friends? Lose literally <laughs> because of what? <laughs> no. Um, actually, to be honest, the sport is kind of slowing down now because you know everybody's back oh, to work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, I think cycling for for exercise, like you know, in tamans or parks, like like in you know, like in Amsterdam, yeah, where everyone is use cycling for as a mode of transportation. I think yeah. that's that's pretty great. But cycling as a exercise is actually quite good. Right? If you can run, why can't you cycle? Yeah, it, no. To me, I think it's just dangerous oh, okay. because I think. Uh, not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. I have to agree with you on this. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. 
the, dangerous. The, the root of my fear is because uh, when I was a house no, when I was a medical student. Yep. I uh, I my first clinical day, like you go to the wards and you see his cases. Yes. Uh, my first day entering the wards in Penang General Hospital, I saw this guy and this guy. I couldn't describe him accurately enough, but he was in a motorcycle accident. Oh damn! And he's, he he's like you know a bit like, he's knocked out with pain pain medication, but he's, he's like this entire forearm right? Yep. The skin is gone. Road rash. And you can no no you can actually see his yeah. muscles. Oh. Like if you move his fingers, you can see them exposed. Okay. And so you read the case and say what happened is this poor guy, he knocked over something. He then he. He he dived into the like a big longkang, a monsoon yep. drain. Yep. Thankfully, he was he he survived. Yes. But what happened was when he crashed into the drain, the motorbike fell on him. Oh damn! And the exhaust he he was knocked out, but the exhaust pipe was oh. So so that was that, and that was my first ever real patient that I saw. And okay. I, I like, oh my god, that is that is scary. Yeah. You know, and then. As you move on, like when I became a house officer in the orthopedic wards, right, every motor, every accident victim is always a we call it a every MVA motor vehicle accident two wheeler. It's, uh, it's always it's always MB which is motorbike. Yep. Versus something else. Alright. So that's like motorbike versus motorbike. Yep. <laughs> motorbike versus car. Oh. And as and as the night gets, you know, as you go further into the night, it gets weirder. Motorbike versus dog. <laughs> Right, motorbike versus tiang lampu. I'm not oh, kidding. Wow. And then the funniest one is motorbike versus question mark because the guy was drunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always motorbike. It's always, always, always motorbike. Yeah. And you see a normal guy on a motorbike, then he lose a leg or arm or you know whatever, paralyzed or uh, skull fracture, whatever. So it is very, very dangerous. So yeah, the, it is. the risk is higher. And reward for being on a motorbike in Malaysia is just so high. Yeah. Which is the same-ish if you're on a bicycle and you cycle on the open road. I I grew up not uh, being told not to get on a motorbike because my brother got into a bike accident. Mm. He What happened was he was a pillion rider and he, wasn't even, he, was, not, he was not even in control of the bike. Then uh, what happened was the front car jammed the bike rammed the back. Oh my god! And he got through th- oh my god. two cars in front, and he landed through a windshield like Superman. It's quite cool. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still okay. Oh, still yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. And then when we found out because we went back, he was in the bed, and he was groaning in pain. And my mom like, "What the hell happened? I got into an accident. What kind of accident? Yeah. yeah. Then a uh, few fractured bones. Not not serious, but you know, that's where my mom told me never ever get on a motorbike. Yeah, 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 and that's where it like whatever it is. My daughter will never ever go on a motorbike, even though it's a joyride with her boyfriend. Mm. Uh, but along, cy- but cycling can uh. <laughs> Wait, cycling with father. <laughs> you know, like the uh, actually, mm. I don't even dare bring my daughter. You know how some cyclists, right? They put a baby chair on the bicycle. I, I will never I've do never that. I've never seen this. I've never seen. They yeah. do that. That's yeah, scary, they do that. Man. That's scary but 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 That's they do not shit. put it. They do not put it on race bikes. They put it on the normal commute bikes, which is obviously slower. Slower. Uh, built for steady. Balance, right? Yeah, you know, for uh, for my appetite of risk, you'll be surprised to know that I actually quite enjoy skydiving. Yeah, skydiving has a I would, I think has a lower margin of error than cycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I hate to fucking say this, but it's true. The safety profile is higher, and then you know, like 
uh, when they do skydiving, there's a lot of precautions and safety measures that they take pl- they, that take place before you actually skydive. There's a there's three uh, backup pair. Two backup parachutes. I think one. one no, there's right. one backup parachute. Then there's, no, there's one parachute. There's one backup parachute, and then the instructor is very well trained. And then they, every back nowadays, every modern skydiving pack has a altimeter. Ah, so okay. at five thousand feet, it automatically deploys. If the one hasn't deployed, it will deploy the, the whatever the secondary chute or whatever. Right. And like to be to if you go to a registered facility, like every you know you got you get to. Strap yourself to another guy. Yep. <laughs> so the the tandem tandem skydiver, he he himself must have done like one thousand solo jumps before he can go solo. Train yeah. Train as a tandem instructor, and there's so many things they do. Like when like when you see them when you when they deploy the shoot, they would quickly check. Like my wife's instructor, uh, he he was like your wife's instructor, yeah. as in she no 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 she no the the the, the guy that she. Dove down with. Oh, I see, I see. So he, when you, you can see in the video when when he deployed the shoot, he actually took a few minutes to like check and see if the thing, and he actually had to un, you know, he had to unwind the, yeah, yeah, untangle yeah, untangle it a little bit. Yeah, you know. So it, it's it's really cool. So many things they have to do. Do you you can you cannot pack your own parachute. Yeah, of course. You yes, have to pack somebody. Uh, somebody has to pack to. the shoot you use. Someone else must pack for you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. cannot pack yourself. And so many so many other things lah. So I really find it quite safe. Oh yeah, my cycle is quite safe also. You know, before I ride, I pump my tires. Every you must pump every before every ride. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I I pump my tires. Thin. I I charge my lights. I charge oh, my no. blinkers. You know, the, so that cars can see. So you cycle at night, so. I. <laughs> yeah, uh, only where the roads are bright, lah. You know, where there's lights. And there's this thing called night cycling as well. It's quite fun. <sighs> Have you heard of mountain biking, gravel biking? Yeah, I, I've heard that. Uh-huh. So whenever I sometimes I hike in Mount Mount Kiara and you and you they they were Bukit Kiara and uh-huh. not Mount Kiara Bukit Kiara and they will pass by. Yes, they will say like four on the right and then yeah. they'll be like on your left, on your right, yeah. rider on your right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find them really annoying. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it, but because they they cycle quite fast. Yeah, some do. But and I know that if they fall down and <laughs> they break their leg, they'll ruin my hike. Oh, oh man! So I have to help now. <laughs> but, but but yeah, you should you should try cycling. Cycling is a very interesting sport. Yeah, a very nice community. Yeah, and every hobby there is one or two fella that will spoil it for the community. One. Like, okay, like how, like how, like how. Let's see, uh, like you know, like you know, you have great politicians, but you have one fella come out to say something wrong, and then everybody generalizes politicians. Okay, okay. So so what has happened in the cycling community? Example, example. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I'm genuinely asking. Uh, okay, so like I think I've read before. Uh, so there's this thing called drafting, where if a cyclist wants to go faster, because when you are cycling, right, uh, the the biggest resistance in cycling, everybody wants to go fast, but the biggest resistance for a cyclist is your body, because basically wind is part of resistance. So when your body doesn't curl up in an arrow way, you will basically be slower, lah. You have to pull out more power through your legs to go faster. But uh, if you basically, it's you know how uh, Malaysian drivers they like to go on the fast lane, then tiong a car close close. Uh huh. Yeah, because they want to overtake the car. Yes. But Malaysian cyclists they don't do that. They go close to the car, so there's no wind resistance. They do that, so that they can go faster. Oh my the god. The thing is, this is a technique used by the professionals in the Tour de France to basically save your power output so that you can unleash your tank. At the final sprint, so it's so a team. It's a team sport. You let the front guy 
punch a hole through the air so you can yes, yes okay. exactly yeah. this also does uh, it also works for F1 F1 does this too mm. team sport so let me explain uh, your back. sorry lah cyclist pro cyclist lah okay they always have like four or five cyclists six cyclists and you're wondering like wow, wow what's this why you need so many people isn't it one for all and one fella go all no it's a team effort the team will always have to take care of the sprinter because mm. the sprinter is the one that basically gets the points at the end of thing for the whole entire team okay, okay. so that's that that's drafting yes, okay yes, yes. happens in every sport F1 racing uh, even even running like, but not so lah running so I have seen some videos where cyclists on the open road go and draft behind a lorry what yeah and 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 yeah it's not not good the thing is nothing happened to them but because of that every motorist is going to say this is uh hazardous to the drivers because how the, how the, how is the driver supposed the lorry driver the lorry driver okay number one the lorry driver probably cannot see you yeah. but the other cars behind you they won't be able to judge what you're going to do next right right you got no blinkers you know, the wow. only the most you could do to highlight is put your right hand out that you're turning right or put your left hand out if you're turning left. So that's about it. So there is a video uh, going out. I think, I'm not sure whether the, those fellas were caught and under investigation oh for a road God. hazard. But yeah. And the thing is, not everyone does it. Just one in a yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and uh, every time we go for group rides, um, it's organ- like uh, bicycle shops that organize group rides, right? they always have a safety car. Ah, yeah, okay. so the safety car is there to basically have tools. Number one, first aid kit. And number two, block out ongoing traffic and divert traffic. That means they'll be the safety car. Like, Look, there's a peloton. They call it a peloton. A group of riders It's a peloton. Uh, okay. There's a group of riders in front of us. Overtake. We are here to protect the riders. And sometimes they are there to pace the riders. Don't go too Wait, fast. How, how does the car divert traffic again? That means they, they, you, you, before the car basically goes head on and ram the cyclists, if they can't see the cyclists because they are so slim profile, there's a car behind them. Lah. You get what I mean? Oh. Yeah, so yeah, okay. then like the car will then horn and tell the whole entire group, look, single file, don't don't be don't be idiots, okay? Uh this is still an open road. It's uh you have to basically give way to the motorists and give way to them lah, because they have to travel, right? You can't create a traffic jam just because you're a cyclist. So there are there are groups like that that do does that as well. So mm. Of course, there are more. There are a lot of these groups, but sometimes you do get some of the groups that are new, fresh, don't know the rules, don't know the etiquette of cycling, just go out open road straight away on the on their first try, and then mm. a lot of things happen, lah. Mm. But yeah, so far, you know, hopefully one day Dr. Jason Leung will join cycling. Yeah, stay safe, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so you are touring again? I yes. saw. Um. So. A lot of people actually ask me, is the is the tour the same show as the Netflix one? No, no, it's not. Netflix. Uh, the one that co- that comes out to this midnight tonight, seventh yep. uh, of February, is a show I shot last year. Yeah. So the show for Brain Drain is a completely different new hour, which I started writing since September. Right. So I started writing, working on it. Hopefully, hopefully it's good. I think it's okay, and people will come and watch lah. So that one, I'm going to uh, Penang, KL, Kuching, Malacca, JB. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest show is in Singapore, Esplanade wow. Theatre. And then I'm going to uh, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Surabaya, and Jakarta. Um, uh, Surabaya is a new one I've never been. And then I'm I'm going to Australia also. So Perth, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide. And for the first time, Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, We're firming up dates for for New York, LA, uh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to London again. So it's a a, a pretty big tour. Uh, Nothing close to uh, Nigel Ng's or Ronnie Chang's, but... Uh, I, I I like to emulate this guy, so I like to tour extensively now. So this is a uh, my most ambitious tour, lah. 
Wow. It, it is is the 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 long the longest and the the widest tour I've uh, I've I've had lah. So estimated I'm, profit, but maybe 10, 15 million USD. Yeah, ten fifteen million USD. Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Off. <laughs> which which <laughs> off a twenty five city, uh, tour. Yeah, it's good oh, enough. Oh, fifteen yeah. million. Wow. How many offshore accounts do you have now? Let's say uh, let's <laughs> okay. Let's say it's ten million. Yeah. That means uh, for every <laughs> for every city I do, I have to make four hundred thousand US dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, don't be so ambitious, lah. Four thousand ringgit, lah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Achievable, four hundred thousand ringgit. Yeah. Each ticket is back so max. Let's say each ticket is four hundred. Wow. I have to sell a thousand tickets at four hundred for every show. Never mind, bro. Just go economies of scale, lah. Drop your ticket price twenty yeah, bucks. Then that's maybe true. like you know have like ten uh, thousand people go to your show. That's like that's the that's the MLM slash feng shui route. Yeah, you know, I'm giving a function talk. Ten thousand people come. Yeah, MLM come. Yeah, sell sell it to a company. Like, yeah, ask, yeah. oh, this is for your tax write off. Uh, buy tickets to my show. Yes, yes. Ah, and yes. That's why I come to podcast. I used to promote my Netflix shows. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And and and, and uh, what do you call it? And, and my tour. Yeah, hire me lah to you know, <laughs> push buttons, turn on the lights, open the curtains. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that's a good idea. Sell off the tour to a company as a tax write off. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Okay, sorry, you didn't hear it here. Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Money laundering. <laughs> hey 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 boy. Hey 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 My O1 visa, which is the uh, I'm not kidding. It's called Alien of Extraordinary Ability. Yeah, O1. It's just and uh, I can work for a few years in America. So that's that's why I'm doing shows in New York, LA. Uh, why did they call you Alien? Because I'm not from them. Huh? I'm okay. not from um, yeah. So that and also I do uh, and I'm planning to spend a bit more time in New York. Do the do the gigs there. So uh, will your accent change or not? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, and I think my uh, my one of my goals this year is to actually write and produce, at the minimum, a sitcom pilot. You know. Am I involved? Pilot. Uh, yeah. How much you charge for shooting and uh, producing? Uh, it depends. Is it going to be on Hollywood? Friend, friend, price free, right? So uh, yeah, can, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I can. Hey, fucker! I did a friend, friend one for you. Okay, no, no, no. We we both we've done we've done some stuff together. See, <laughs> see the word fucker come out so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, we did some pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, I want so the shooting part. We did some pretty good stuff. So much so that he did not hire my company to shoot his Netflix special in Singapore, Esplanade. Hello, you got your, your company never shoot spe- comedy specials before. Okay, true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, okay, okay. So I give you that. Right, I give you that. Right, yes, right, yes, right. yes, true. <laughs> you flop. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's my goal actually to sh- to write and produce something that can be. Internationally appealing. Yeah, that can be you know, and I think we got all—I mean, not me—but we got all the talent here, all the prerequisite, uh, the prerequisite requirements to have a fucking great sitcom. Yeah, I just need to the, put it together. Yeah, but then okay, when you do the sitcom, right? Here's my question. Yes, sir. You're going to be doing it for the international audience or for the Malaysian audience first? I don't know. I think I would like to aim for international. Yeah, but that doesn't see. Yeah, the, the, that question itself is a bit binary, right? Yeah. Is it for Malaysian audience or for local audience, but mm-hmm. why can't it be both? Yes, something that is appealing internationally can also appeal locally. Like for, like let's say mm-hmm. Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, and something that is local can also be appealing internationally. Like our 
one of our, of our local films which are which is um, recognized outside of Malaysia, Sepet. Yeah, that did well yes. overseas, and I'm sure there are a lot. More, I'm just I don't I'm blanking out, but there are other movies which, if you, or something that's authentically Malaysian doesn't have to just appeal to Malaysians. Yes, mm. it, it should be able to speak uh, borders. Ah, uh. yeah, this language will not be a barrier <coughs> anymore. Yeah, create uh, like okay, there's this. <coughs> There's this particular sitcom that I really love. Uh, it's called Men Like Mobin. Yeah, you, you I've told you before. Yeah. It's on Netflix. And it's about life for a brown person in, I think, Birmingham. Yeah. It is so local. It is so about Birmingham life. The accent is so thick. Yeah. Right? But it, And it's funny. But it's funny. And I love it. I'm from all the way in Malaysia. I have no idea about their customs. It's internationally or- recognized. But it is so unapologetically local, so you yeah. don't have to. You don't have to choose. If you do, if you if if it's good, it's good lah. Okay. If it's good, it's good. Do you think that Malaysians are the only one who is uh, thinking more like thinking that oh, only West is best? If anything produced Malaysians is not good. I mean, yeah, I think that is a problem. I think that's true. the The acceptance is quite low here, especially for the English market. For the Chinese market, the Malay market is great. Oh, I see. Yeah, really, really great. For yeah. for English market, it's not huh? a bit tougher because they always. But when was the last good locally produced English movie? I'd like to say my movie. <laughs> but so, long yeah, ago. So, so long ago. Very long ago. I'm not sorry. I'm not going to say that my movie is great, but you hardly see any English, locally English produced films being, number one, uh, promoted heavily with marketing spend on mainstream, uh, Astro and whatever not. It's always Malay films and Chinese films. And mm. uh, sadly, English films very, very, very sad lah, la, hardly lah. Yeah, yeah, it's, very, it's, 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 yeah. I don't want to write a movie. I don't write a like a sitcom, sitcom, sitcom. A sitcom. But yeah, I it, think it, the last sitcom that I really enjoyed until today, I still sometimes just watch is Kopitiam. Yeah, Kopitiam is great. So, so that is like, it's like, it's like both uh, achievement and also a sad reflection. Yeah, that the best sitcom we have is the sitcom twenty years ago. Yeah. That is sad because it should be the last five years. It's but, so but, it's so iconic, man. It's still the only English sitcom that is worth watching today. Yeah, which is very sad. You know, it's worth a, it's achievement and it's a sad re- re- reflection. Yeah, yeah a I lot of I wish there were more. A lot of people from that sitcom are still making waves today. Douglas name one yeah, of them. Of course, uh, yeah. Lina Teo, yeah, yeah, she yeah. went out to do Nat Geo. Yeah. Um, and and Joanna Bessie, you know, they are still doing things today. And people will still remember. It's so iconic. So I I have never watched. The next one I've seen is Pochukang lah, Pochukang. But the thing is, I'm not sure whether Pochukang appeals to other countries apart from Malaysia and Singapore. Yeah, and even then, like, what 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 is the even in Singapore? What is the most recent great Singaporean English sitcom? Don't have. Don't have. Yeah. So like, do you think something like Pochukang will transcend borders? Like, would it be big in Korea? Would it be big in America? Would it be big? Okay, not just America, but in the America, Asian American community. You know what I mean? So like, how do we find our footing in the international? Stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. How the answer is, uh, we, let's find out. Yeah. Let's find out together. Tough, together, tough, right? together, you and I, you you devote your entire office <laughs> to creating something for me yeah. at, at a very low price. We we call Uncle Ronnie. Hey, can you give <laughs> us can you give us consultation for he, free? Yeah, he's too busy. Yeah, yeah he's he too, the fucker's too busy. Yeah, dude, he's he's awesome. We always he's, talk he's, about. He's so he's so he's. I think he's also shooting something uh, in Hollywood. I think so. He's great. He's do, he's doing lots of stuff, lah. His, his his career is amazing. Yeah, I hope to see you on Jimmy Kimmel. I hope to see you on uh, on the. 
I forgot his name, but yeah, some J- Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon, yeah, Stephen, all the Jimmy, Stephen Colbert, yeah, Stephen Colbert, and I hope you mention my name. Yes. Yeah. We go together. Uh, no, 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 no. It's okay. I don't want to go. Don't worry. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to steal your thunder. Just go there. Just, just mention my name, can already. Can can can. For free. I don't charge me. Can can can. Yeah, I can pay for your flights, but just mention. <laughs> economy <laughs> flexible hashtag bless because ah. ah yeah yeah that will be your biggest flex Sh- you know show off my economy class flex, <laughs> but it's to Hollywood <laughs> no your biggest flex one day right if you ever make it to Hollywood will be you should you should always use your hashtag bless if you ever get on like I Kimmel yeah. that would be so funny it would be like a full circle like yeah you know what this is the biggest that's flex. why someone like Michelle Yeoh is a so inspirational. She is lah. She's, she's at the top right now. Pinnacle, 61 years old. 60 years old? 61, 60, 60 years old. My yeah. God. Killing it lah. She is. I'm going to say it here right now. She's going to win. She's going to win the Oscar. She's going to win the Oscar. She's Michelle going to win Yo, the Oscar. She is going to win the Oscar. Hands down. The movie, whether or not it wins best best movie, I don't know. But Michelle Yeoh is going to win the best actress Oscar. Who Who is that movie going up against her? Uh, there's a movie called T. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Wow. Is it a Malaysian director? Uh, sorry, is it an, is it an American director? Right. Obviously, everything, we, everywhere, all at once. I think so. It it's doesn't good. matter because Michelle Yeoh is in it. Yeah. The film is automatically Malaysian, like how we always claim. Yeah. Hey, but what's your your opinion on that? I think Broad Polari came out one day and he made this statement, uh, talking about how that the industry should not be... I can't remember what he, he mentioned. Uh, oh, I know. It, it, he said something along... Malay, there's no reason to be proud of Michelle Yeoh's achievements. Let, right? me, let me, let me, let me... Wait, wait, wait. I have it here. I'm going to go to my archive because I retweeted it and then uh, a lot of people in the, in yeah. the industry kind of resonated with it. I'm going to snap my fingers so that the producers know when to edit this shit out. <laughs> this is so long. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there is, there is uh, nothing for our industry to be proud of because she is not from our industry. It is true that she was born in Malaysia, but she is a Hong Kong actor. However, Michelle's nomination inspires us, especially young people, to pack your bags and leave because there are always opportunities elsewhere. Yeah. First of all, I really respect Bron. I hope one day I get to work with him, at least to share a scene, a scene with him. Yeah. Uh, he was great in Tabai Dai Langit. And, uh, I first saw him in Ola Bola. Freaking amazing, dude. Uh, he was the newscaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I loved him in Fly By Night. He, he played oh, yes. Oh, yo. yes, 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 yes. He played the villain so well. <sighs> so, uh, he comes on screen, he's so scared, you know. Zahe Omar, right, the director. Yeah, but he, he, in, in Braun also can do comedy. He, he, yeah. He, yeah, so good. He's so good. Uh, okay. Bro, uh, unfortunately, the, the thing is, a lot of the media outlets, they, they, they made the headlines. Um, Braun, Braun says... There's no reason for Malaysia to be proud. No, that kind of nonsense. Yeah. Um. The, the, what he's saying is one thousand percent sniper accurate, laser focused, true. Mm-hmm. Because you see, Michelle Yeoh, um, she achieved her success as an actor outside of Malaysia because she would never have achieved the same success in Malaysia in the Malaysian local film industry. Yep. Because our film industry is riddled with problems. Chiefly censorship, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no one is going to fund a movie about a Chinese mother coming to terms with her gay daughter. Mm. No one is going to film that movie here. Yeah. You know. So, and and I think Bron is trying to highlight that in this in this country, there's not enough uh, support and a focus towards growing talent. Mm-hmm. Right. They are talented people, but they are not. They are not supported. Right. For example, nowadays, I've heard, I've read. Movie, they make movies here. Yep. They cast insta famous people. Yeah. 
They cast in influencers. Not me. <laughs> I never get casted. <laughs> I have to cast myself yes. if I'm making my own films. <laughs> That's how fucking sad it is, you know? Yeah. So it's sad because you don't cast the right person. You cast the most famous and not even if you say you cast the fame uh, the most famous actress or actor, I can understand. Yes, yes. They're yes. not even actors or actresses. They don't know how to act. But yeah. you cast them because they have twenty two two hundred thousand followers on, on Facebook. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, that one and then like, you know, terms of funding and grants and support, it, it's nowhere there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, recently I read somewhere along the lines of like, there was a, okay, there's a government grant to... To, to fund the creative, right? To fund... One billion, right? New movie. No, no, this is before that. Uh. New movie. Oh, to get to get listed in... Uh, to get sent to... Foreign, ah, foreign, foreign film, film festivals. festivals. Yeah. And then this local guy said he wants to... He wants to... Why never... Why never list his films? Oh, because you must go through the certain channel to like basically help help out cronies or whatever. Yeah. So like, then how are you gonna? This it cannot grow. It, it cannot freaking grow. The the ecosystem climate here very bad for earnest uh, filmmakers. Yeah. Which is very which is very sad. So, uh, yeah. Coming back to the question, Braun again was one thousand percent accurate. That's the truth. People don't like to hear, but that's the truth, man. Yeah. You know and. I don't see this thing improving because there will always be ridiculous censorship laws. Mm-hmm. We are a country that will ban uh, Thor, will ban Buzz Lightyear, oh, yeah. will ban Beauty and the Beast, uh, won't show uh, what uh, the Prince of Egypt because it's about Moses. We, we, we won't show all of this because of ridiculous censorship. Mm-hmm. So how can art grow when there's, no, when there's so much censorship? Like We will not make we were, you're not going to come up with our own Oscar-winning parasite yep. because Korea has quite liberal censorship laws where I think they they have actively discouraged uh, censorship. Yeah, but uh, that's 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 how it is in Malaysia. I hope... I, I hope things improve and that's why it'd be nice if I can write my own sitcom and something... Realistically, new. realistically, do you think it will improve in this generation or not? This generation? Yeah, in, in our lifetime. I think... Okay, I want to be optimistic. I you feel mean, you mean the art scene. Yeah, I feel it will, but it takes one bloody good film or creation or something to suddenly just explode, cow cow worldwide recognition. Then all of a sudden, you know, there needs to be kind of like a community <coughs> or a yeah. or a ministry that governs this. Yeah, and see, there's a lot of people who have the misconception that oh, after Parasite became uh, one best movie for uh, one the Oscar for best movie, then suddenly all these K dramas popped up. It's actually different. It's actually the other way around. Yeah. There's always been a lot of support for Korean the Korean film industry, and you must understand when the movie was made is made by someone with a lot of experience, lots of talent, lots of uh, credibility, and the actors were all amazing. Yeah. Right? So we have all that. Mm-hmm. Huh? But what happened behind the scenes was this movie also had people supporting it, pushing it to Cannes, pushing it to at the Oscars. You need people not the creatives themselves, but people behind the scenes to fund the marketing campaign for your Oscars. The PR campaign, the, the PR marketing campaign. campaign. There's a campaigning season. You have to actually campaign yeah. to show the movie to the people who are going to vote for it and yeah. you know, to who decide to get nominated. So there's a whole behind the scenes machinery yeah. to push this parasite or whatever to become best movie. And the right? government supported that, I remember yeah. reading about it. it the 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 the, the Former, the person who 
spearheaded the campaign behind the scenes used to work in the whatever, la, whatever. I think he started this road to the Oscars I think right? it was a woman um, it was a yeah. woman who, who, who then used all her contacts from working in the government to yeah. push this so it's so it's the other way. You we we cannot wait for a movie from Malaysia to magically win the Oscars. Yeah, we need. You must have start. You must start the process now. You know, so so it will improve. But if you want to say when will Malaysia win an Oscar for best film, I don't think the process has started yet. They they will win through a proxy. <laughs> through through Mi- Michelle Yeoh, Ronnie Chang, Nigel yeah. Ng's movie, Henry Golding, all, all, all of them Malaysian. Yeah. But, but yeah, like the, what Bronze says, like what what Bronze says is not a Malaysian industry uh, movie. But it's okay. But they will go on Jimmy Kimmel, and when Jimmy Kimmel asks them, they, "Where are you from?" They wave the flag. I'm from uh, this country called Malaysia. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 So that's exactly what Bronze is saying. You know? Yeah. Uh, so so if we really want a homegrown, you know, Malaysian talent. Uh, come for my show because uh, I'm from the Malaysian comedy, <laughs> comedy circuit and I'm going abroad and hey, watch my Netflix special. And uh, so happens it's called Brain Drain. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. So I'm, I'm gonna so quite serendipitously I'm gonna talk about Michelle Yeoh in my special. Oh, okay. The, 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 the brain drain. Yeah. Hey, can tell me a joke now? No lah. I'm kidding lah. Yeah, that's the one thing I know stand-up comedians hate. My tickets are very cheap. So How cheap? JasonLeong.my 90 ringgit to 150 ringgit. Come oh, on. fucking expensive, man. How much your bike again? It's quite cheap, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Your bike can buy 200 of my hey, most music on! Music on! <laughs> the ending song, damn shock. Damn nice. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm hey, proud of you, Jason, I have to say. I'm very proud of you too. And all the money. Freaking you crazy, you know. You're just fucking milking it year after year. I just... Milking? See. Yeah, no. Serious. From making videos when we we're stuck at home oh, yeah, to yeah. selling out shows everywhere to going international to I having your Netflix special twice. Yes. Okay. It's a big achievement because I remember before you had your first Netflix special you'd be like I wish to have that's my goal and now you have two yes so how the hell, the hell do you top that coming on this podcast and then telling people to come to my shows shut up lah I'm not ex- I don't get exclusivity on this you went on other people's podcast before you came on mine jasonleon.my okay <laughs> <laughs> Jason, Jason before we go you have about 20 seconds to plug yourself go 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 uh, buy tickets to my shows at jasonleon.my and watch my Netflix special uh, 9th February Ride with Caution thank you I love Gene Boy yes thank you very much ladies and gentlemen uh, go and watch the show I, I, whenever this comes out uh, look we recorded this on what today's what on the 8th of uh, February it comes out midnight so 9th of February so if you listen to this after the 9th yeah just go watch it on Netflix and tag Jason Leong and said be a cyclist today alright <laughs> thank you very much guys we'll speak to you guys next time bye bye